What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the What's That Noise podcast. And uh, I mean, yeah, I guess really welcome back because, uh, yeah, I took a week off last week. Yeah, and uh, basically the reason why, too. A, I didn't have an episode planned out, but B, I, uh, I also had no speaking voice, so I couldn't even record one myself. But speaking <clears throat> oh Jesus! Pardon me. Uh, speaking of solo podcast, we've got another one for you today, as I'm sure you saw from the title. Uh, and you know, I've kind of made a decision here that uh, for the solo podcast, the way I want to run it, since you know, basically, the the typical episodes of the guest will run with you know the 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 guest brings on their episode or their sorry their album, and we uh, we just kind of roll with it from there. So yeah, these are going to be all the albums that I want to do, and even more than that, I'm going to start this off by continuing, I guess, what will be part two of the series that I started last time I did a solo episode by, oof, sorry, continuing to go through all the albums by Crown the Empire. Um, yeah, I just like, listening over to the discography again, I realized how much I really enjoy all of it. Um and yeah, so today we're we're kind of going backwards here, I guess. So we'll go from the most recent to the uh, the oldest or their their first album, essentially. So from Dogma all the way back to the Fallout, we'll we'll go through there. And yeah, I uh, yeah, uh, this album is one that I you know I wasn't super hot on when it came out. Honestly, it was it was an album that like it. Now it speaks to me, and it would have spoken to me more back then had I been ready to hear what this album has to say. But to be quite honest, I wasn't. Um, but before we get into all that, let's. Uh, I'm going to kind of give you just like a rundown of what was going on, from my perspective at least, with Crown the Empire around the time that this album came out. So kind of in between their third album, which we'll cover next solo podcast, uh, Retrograde, and this one, Sudden Sky. Basically... During, or I think before Retrograde had come out, uh, is kind of when this whole thing started, this shift in Crown the Empire. Um, they lost their guitarist, their lead guitarist. Um, ben, I think his name is. I can't remember what the fuck his name is now. Jesus, hang on. Yep, Ben Swade. Ben Swade was his name. And uh, yeah, he had left. Um, if I remember correctly, he stated that it was due to some sort of creative differences. Um, which, I mean... If you listen to, you know, the resistance to this album, that kind of makes sense. You know, like it's uh, this or not this album. Sorry, the resistance to retrograde. It's pretty obvious. Like it's 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 a big, big, huge jump that they made from the resistance album to the retrograde album. And I guess, you know, whatever the deal was. Anyway, long story short, Ben wasn't in the band anymore. Retrograde comes out. It's great. Uh, not everybody is super in love with it, obviously, due to the the really big shift in music. I guess it's not really that big. There's still, you know, a lot of, uh, I guess, maybe references or, like, just hints of who the band started out to be versus who they were becoming, which I really enjoyed. I love that album. Like I said a little while ago, I'm, I'm a huge fan of all their shit. And, uh, yeah, right around the... I think they had just done the 20... It was either the 2016 or the 2017 Warped Tour. I think it was 2016, maybe. Uh, but uh, they had just gone on that warp tour i actually saw them there and turns out it was one of the last tours that they would be going on with their original second vocalist dave escamilla for reasons that i don't quite still understand um and that's just i it, i don't need to understand really it's not my fucking band it's not my life whatever but they had uh parted ways with dave escamilla too and then just kind of what felt like forever they just went quiet 
for the longest time. You know what I mean? And I mean, fair, you know, like the, the band, it, it started, don't get me wrong, with, you know, Andy being the solo singer of the band. But the fallout, you know, arguably... I don't want to say their biggest thing, but like at least at that time, the Fallout album was their biggest album so far, and uh, it 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 just was like I'm assuming it kind of was a blow for them, you know. They they went on the retrograde tour right after that, I'm pretty sure, and they had a few more tours after that. But at least musically, like they just kind of it felt like they just went quiet. And looking at it, I guess they did for. I mean, not super long, you know, two years, which was about a year separated from their. Like uh, from when the deluxe version of the Resistance album came out to the retrograde first single Zero came out. But it was just quiet, you know, at least from my perspective as a fan, I was wondering, like, you know, like, is this is this it? Like, what are they going to do after this? You know, and then they dropped what was the first single called 2020. And I fell in love with it. I, I still to this day, I think that's an amazing song. It's really again, it's it's a weird like mix of who they used to be and who they're kind of turning into and I think who they really turn into on this album this album is really to me like such a statement like I was saying when you lose core members to your band or at least from the outside perspective what could be viewed as a core member to the band and you come back with an album like this now granted I did say this album hit me at the wrong time but especially now I think that I've had some distance on it and came back to it and started appreciating it more I see this album as such a triumphant statement because it's so it's so new compared to what they were doing before not to say that any of it was bad or you know like old school or whatever it's just this album really like it it affirmed that they were going to continue to explore and go in whatever direction that they want to. Uh, it was an idea that I think they really kind of started to go with on retrograde and sudden sky just like knocked it out of the park. And yeah, so, you know, this uh, again, though, I mean, even from, oh, I guess maybe not. I was sitting here thinking that the two singles, the two first singles, 2020 and what I am were released so far apart. They were released in the same year. But once again, it just felt like a long time. And, you know, there's all this, for me, at least as a fan, there's all this hype building up around the album, um, you know, that we're eventually going to get. And I just like, I was like, I was ready and I was ready for it. And I got my expectations super, super high for something that I thought they would do. And at the time, like I was saying, they didn't do, I guess, what I was looking for them to do or looking for them to say. Selfish, I know. I mean, it's, you know, it's their band. It's their message. They can do and say whatever they want. But when this album came out, there was a lot of it that, quite frankly, this is one of the albums that kind of sparked the idea for me to do this podcast in the first place, because there's a lot of really sad, st- I guess not sad, I don't know, it like, this album hit me in a way that made me uncomfortable at first, I guess, that's the, probably the best way to describe this, is it made me, it, it made me take an uncomfortable look at myself, even at the point in my life where, I mean, go figure, I was fucking what when did this album come out goddamn 2019 so i was 21 yeah go figure the 21 year old thinks that they have it all figured out but i mean i really did and this album really kind of helped me look at the way that i was living and the way that i was thinking about things and really just kind of adjust and i didn't want to hear that at the time you know it's like a like a parent giving you a lesson that you don't want to hear you just you uh yeah you fucking just ignore it I guess or you know you don't pay attention to it and coming back with a little bit more age under my belt granted I'm still only 25 years old oh my god I'm 25 years old 
Jesus. Bro, time moves so fast. Anyway, um, I guess that's kind of part of what this is about, uh, this album, is that time goes fast. I, I know I heard Andy somewhere talk about specifically the intro track to this album, which, uh, you know what, actually, I'm going to hold that until we get into the podcast. I know last time I uh, I gave a really short intro and then just kind of bled it right into the podcast, but fuck that. I like the sound clips. So, you know what, we will be right on back. So, here we go. And we're back. So let's dive right into Sudden Sky with the opening track. And I'll kind of finish what I was talking about there a second ago. This song is just simply called X. And this is... it. Keep in mind when I say this, I'm not saying... Um, fuck it, whatever. Uh, <laughs> God, these, these are not getting easier to do by myself. But, granted, I've only done one. Whatever, fuck it. Anyway, this is a spoken word piece over... A instrumental, or I guess not an instrumental, kind of. It's it's a musical piece. It's it's a lot of post production and industrial noises and stuff. But, um, you know, looking back, it's it's very interesting this route that they took. I know that what I was trying to say earlier before I cut myself off and wanted to do the fucking sound bites. Essentially, from my understanding, and I've heard Andy Leo talk about this. He hosted a podcast. I don't know if he still does, but I used to watch it, um, and. I think he wrote this after the singer, one of the singers from We Came As Romans um, died, passed away. And uh, they were really close friends. And this whole album really just kind of has this like, it goes a lot of ways. It's almost like it's it's talking about death in a lot of the spots that it is. You know what I mean? Death and what you're going to do with the time that you have here on this earth. And that's, that's reflected in this opening, I, I don't want to call it a, poem but it's like it's a, it's this spoken word piece and there there are parts that I want to read out you know fuck it I'll just read the whole thing it's my podcast I'll do what I want but it goes what am I afraid of the unknown things I can't control am I afraid to say it out loud when it's easier to just wait in the comfort of a crowd how many times can I refresh the same page before I realize that I'll just get the same outcome why do I ignore fires burning in the corners of my life until the flames are about to engulf me I feel like I've doled myself through distance and distractions while I keep staring at the same unanswered questions hanging over my head every day. When I try to answer them, I realize how I thought I'd be set free. But instead, I found I was just illuminating how little I actually knew about myself. I'm here right now, and so are you. I might be gone tomorrow, and so may you. This is Sudden Sky. And that's how the album starts. It's this very industrial, very interesting piece, and it's so... Different. I mean, the both of the, they've always had intro tracks, but I mean, the first two on the Fallout and then the one on the Resistance were, you know, they were these big orchestral theatrical songs. And then Retrograde took this weird kind of sci fi meets stoner esque, you know, like, oh, what is it, 2001 A Space Odyssey style intro? At least that's how I view it. And this one is just so. It, it's it's very grounded in reality, which I guess is the biggest difference for me in comparison to the other albums, is even though Retrograde wasn't outright a a um, a concept record like the first two albums were, it felt theatrical and big in scale, and this one feels very grounded. Not to say it doesn't feel big, it does, but it's, it's grounded in a very human and very realistic, you know... Um, situation that we're all going to have to deal with eventually and that's death you know it's something that I guess this is kind of stemming to where I really had a problem listening to this album is 
death is something that I've kind of had this uncomfortability with at different varying levels throughout my life. Um, and I guess it's something that at this age I've just kind of accepted is, you know, something that's we're all going to have to go through anyway. I, I don't at this current point. I mean, I'm not going to say that I don't fear death, but I understand it as something that we all go through and everybody. It's the one thing we all share is the end. You know what I mean? No matter what happens, no matter what lives we live, we're all the same in one way. And that's that we're going to die. And that's it's dark, but it's also it can be very freeing. And I think that's where this album grabbed me recently is, you know, it starts out very, how do I explain it? Very kind of downtrodden. It's almost like you're taking a look at the life around you and the late, the latter half of this album is just kind of discussing breaking free of that cycle and moving on with your life. And I think that's, it's very, what's the word I'm looking for here? To me, it's very beautiful, I guess, is a, for lack of a better term, it's, it's beautiful to me. Um, and it all starts here with this song X. I, uh, I normally have, you know, less to say about intro tracks than I do right here, but this one really, especially to this day, just stands out in such a beautiful way for me. It's unlike any other intro track I've ever heard. I don't know if I've heard just another straight up spoken word piece about something so clear. You know what I mean? Like I've discussed with a lot of bands that I listen to, they're all very shadowed lyrically. If you understand what I'm saying, they're very like they they like to take broad strokes you know what i mean they're not painting a picture so vividly that you're right there and you're feeling it and they're doing it i mean andy's doing that here too but it's it's very it's very obvious to me that he wanted to make something that was very poignant and very clear in his message and i think he did that perfectly the music really goes along with it in this really interesting way it's eerie and it's almost like I don't know, there's like a sense of impending something. I don't want to call it like impending doom, but there's something coming your way. There's a, I mean, there's a storm coming, whatever the fuck you want to say. Something's coming, and, and that's that's where this album really starts. And it'll start with, you know, the next song, I guess, really, and that's 2020. But before I get there, let me rate this real quick. I would rate this a very, an intriguing 10 out of 10. This is a very interesting start to an album, um, and I don't know if I've ever heard another one quite like it. There's, there's nothing more to say. I, I go check out this album. I, I say that on every podcast, but I really mean it with this one too. You know, uh, if you take any music suggestions, take this one too. You know, it's, it's, it may not be, you know, exactly the kind of music that I know family, at least listening to this will get into, but there's something to be said for the lyrical content here. So yeah, 10 out of 10 and next up is 2020. So this song is huge in scale it's it's very clearly the story of a man struggling to <clears throat> find his place in the world i would say and it's it's very emotional to me it, it you know on first listen uh it's very catchy i remember hearing it for the first time and just falling in love with it the chorus is very catchy the verses are very intriguing but it it's it's more than that to me at least it's uh this is my favorite part about music i know you guys probably know this by now but it's analyzing it you know and, and if this album were a story if it were an album a concept record mind you of you know this this is very clearly the start and it's it's showing our character in this context andy the singer um in a place of hopelessness, or at least a place of feeling super lost. There's lines in this song that really drag that through. Like, um, 
let's start with the chorus and kind of work our way back here. The chorus is try and try to rewrite my own design, but now I'm frozen in time, caught in a satellite. And it repeats twice. And it's it's very obviously that he's trying to find himself. He's trying to figure himself out, but he's he can't. And I, I this it's it's becoming more and more clear to me why now going through this album like this and we're only on the second song. Why I took not fault with this album, but why I had such an aversion to this song at the point where this hit me, I was in the exact same place. So speaking, this is all, by the way, I'm not speaking for Andy Leo. I don't know him. I'm not, you know, I don't know him like that at all. Like, but at least this is the way that I'm looking at it. It's a man who's lost and he's trying to find himself and everywhere that he tries to find himself, he's failing. And I know that feeling. I've dealt with that for years. It's, it's part of, I guess, growing up, becoming an adult. I don't know. It's just, it's very difficult when, you know, let's, in in context of my life, when something very traumatic happens and it kind of knocks you back and you take a step back and you don't know who you are anymore, at least, and that's how it sounds this, what, oh my god, I'm stumbling all over myself. This is how this album sounds to me. It sounds like a man who had something very traumatic happen. Maybe it was the death of a close friend in such a tragic way, um, that you know kind of rocked him to his core or maybe it was you know all the other things with the band whatever it was it's very clear that this man is on a journey here it feels like he's he's trying to figure himself out and he's really making that very clear through the lyrics of this song it's there there are lines in here like um I can feel it, but I can't turn back time. So the moment I opened up my eyes, every stranger that I meet is closer than I'd like to think. It's in my case, I remember so vividly the days where I really started taking a look at myself. The line, I can't turn back time to the moment I opened up my eyes. It's so heavy because it's 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 describing the the moment when you when everything changed when when you looked at yourself for real and you you wish you could go back to that comfortable place where you thought you knew yourself where you thought you had it all figured out because not having that it's super uncomfortable it's super distressing like yeah i can't i can't explain it if if you know the feeling then you know exactly what i'm trying to describe here it's very heavy and it's very like it's almost like for me, it almost drove me fucking crazy because it, it felt like everything changed and I had a handle on nothing. And I just wished so desperately that I could go back to that moment and tell myself, don't, you know, now, I guess as a 25 year old, that sounds like I'm fucking, I'm trying to make myself sound like I'm 50. But what I'm saying is at the age that I'm at now, I get it. And I know that that change was necessary, but I also understand how scary it is when you first open your eyes to it and you're just lost and everything's gone. You can't go back to the way things were. And that comes through so clearly here. And it's why this song, I think, works so well. The 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 instruments make it feel so just like what what's the word I'm looking for here? It just with the instrumentals behind it, it feels so like. I don't know. It's it's beauty in the dysfunction. It's beauty in the disarray. It's it's everything that I guess is being told in the lyrics from an instrumental point of view. It's yeah, I I I lack I feel like I'm lacking the proper words to explain it here because this song is it this is a song to me. You know, it's it it takes something real and it takes something so 
like I guess to repeat what I said earlier, distressing or just so confusing, you know, and and put it into such a catchy, interesting song. That's that's what music is to me, and that's what I that's what I look for when I'm writing music. That's what I look for in everything in my life, and I think they nailed it. The chorus of this song is so fucking like almost beautiful it's so you can hear it in his voice it's so distraught and it's so angry it's frustrated but it's also like it's so catchy that it's such a a juxtaposition you know like it's i don't know man this song is amazing i fucking love this song there's specific parts that i'll bring up there's a uh, in the second verse um it drops down and he says i found myself in the song no longer bleeding and there's this punch where the instruments go down into, I believe, halftime. And there's this choral-esque vocal harmonization going on, and it's just so beautiful, and that... Yeah, man, I don't know. Like like I said, these these episodes, I'm trying to get better at doing my solo episodes. I've tried to record some and just deleted them because they were straight ass, but... With this one, I knew I wanted to sit down and do it because it's this album is very important to me and who I am now. It's I guess that's something else I want to say really quick too. Growing up with bands, you know what I mean, like where you you start listening to them at a young age and and noticing them kind of growing along with you and hitting you at different points in your life, even when you don't want to hear it, is so awesome to me. I love hearing stuff and being able to feel like you know this is this is a different group of people from the ones that I was introduced to back in the day, at least musically. You know, it's it's super dope, and this song is such a it's just an example of that. It's 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 like if retrograde grew up a little bit. Not to say that that album is childish in any way, but like it, it's if. It's like, you know, it's 30 years down the line and it's got old man wisdom now. You know what I'm saying? Like it and it's just it's figured it out musically at least. Um and yeah, this song is such a killer start to this album, man. It's it's unforgettable to me. The chorus specifically is what makes this song so unforgettable to me. There's a lot of elements of Old Crown, you know, at this point especially because they're four albums in now at this point. And uh or sorry, at the point that this album came out, and there's elements of old school Crown the Empire, but there's also such, in all of the disarray and all of the chaos that Andy is describing lyrically, his delivery is so powerful and so triumphant. You're going to hear me say that a lot when I'm discussing this album, because it feels so like they had a point to prove here. I remember hearing, you know, when they lost Dave, that, uh, and after Retrograde came out, that that was it, the band's done, you know what I mean? Like, and it feels like they had a point to prove. And with this song, this first song that you hear on this album and the first single that they release, I think they prove that point and then some. This is a more mature, more grounded in reality, more just all around, I guess, pardon me, well-rounded side of Crown the Empire. And it really got me excited to hear the rest of this album for the first time. And yeah, I, I can't give this anything other than a fucking a double gas because this is... This is the perfect song to start your album out with. The first actual song song to start your album out with. They fucking knocked it out of the park. It's awesome. 10 out of 10. Double gas. And yeah, next we're going to get into What I Am. Now, with What I Am, this was a song that I straight up, I guess I was kind of in my rebellious phase. I will be 100% honest here. I did not like it at first. Um, I was... I was that weird stage of metalcore kid where anything that could be considered radio, rock, or 
radio friendly. I wasn't super into at the time, but growing up a little bit and kind of, I guess, learning to not learning to love, but realizing how dumb I was and learning to love all of these, these, these radio style or like, I don't even want to call them radio style. It gives it a negative connotation, I think, but like this, like, I guess more easily attainable to newer listeners style of music. Um, I just like, yeah, I, it, there it's, it's, it's what would make it on the radio for a fucking reason. You know, this song is catchy. It's not abrasive. It's very like, it's very, it's a different approach, I guess. I mean, they had songs kind of like this, you know, on their last albums with like hologram specifically is the one that comes to mind from retrograde. Um, but this one in particular, it's just like the way that I look at it now is just a beautifully written fucking rock song. You know what I mean? It's it's straightforward. It's very obvious that they're doing exactly what they wanted to do here. And it it works. It works for a very good reason. And um, I think one of those reasons, again, if you can't tell, I really like this album. You can usually tell when I really, really, really love something above everything else when I'm overanalyzing the lyrical content. Don't get me wrong. I haven't lied on this podcast. If I like something, I like it. And if I don't like it, I'll say that I don't like it. But with this one here, especially, uh, I'll be analyzing all of these songs lyrics because this, yeah, this album is great. I love it. But back to it. Uh, it's very obvious. And this is something else that I went through, uh, kind of that I'm explaining here with, uh, you know, the idea of a traumatic event causing your entire life to shift and how you view yourself. You start questioning everything. And one of those things I think you question is uh, the relationships around you and you find that some of them aren't good and in this case of this song I think you begin to I think he's finding that there's one that's not um, good you know what I mean it's not good for him um, I know I went through the same thing when I kind of went through that time span I, I started questioning the relationships and the people I had around me and yeah, thankfully at that point in my life I had nothing but very solid very loving people around me you know but I mean, I was questioning everything. I was questioning my family. I was questioning uh, Hannah, which is ridiculous. I was questioning my best friends, Lee, Jacob, everybody. I just was so confused and I didn't know what was going on. I just like I, I felt the need to just kind of sit back and spend some time thinking on all of this. And that's a very tough position to be on when you feel like everybody around you could possibly be an enemy of some kind. It's a problem within myself that I've identified and I've quelled, but it definitely was very real at the time. And I think that's another reason why this song was one that I had such an aversion to, because it's like, it's, it's one thing when you sit and you listen to these things in your own head, you know, not the song, but just like the voices in your head telling you these things. It's another thing completely when you are hearing, it's almost like somebody calling you out for your bullshit, you know what I mean? You're hearing somebody describe the exact same thing that you're going through. And whereas back in the day when I'd listen to music, that's what I'd look for. I would look for somebody to confirm that, you know, I wasn't just crazy, you know, that these feelings were something very real. And when I grew up, something changed and I was avoiding that like the plague because I didn't, they were more, I guess... They were the tougher questions to ask, you know, it's is the are these people around me, people that I like can trust and really want to love and have around me. It's a tough question to ask yourself, especially when you're so like you love these people so much, your family, your friends, your 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 relationship, whatever, you know, it's it's tough to have to ask yourself those questions. And 
hearing this song at first, it really just kind of shut me down to any sort of an idea of being open to, I guess, hearing somebody else going through the same thing. I don't know. Like, it's again, it's almost like hearing myself being called out. But uh, to move into more of the lyrics here, you hear certain, you know, things like, um, let me see here. Telling me something, it's telling me something, it's telling me something now. What am I supposed to do? You're dragging me away from the promised land. You fucked me up, but I refuse to let you kill what I am. And it's, you know, in, in this guy's case, it's something that, thankfully, I didn't have to go through. I'd been through it before, but it wasn't something I had to go through again, was realizing that maybe somebody's holding you back or something is holding you back, a relationship, a friend, whatever, you know, and having to make that tough call of having to shut it down and standing up for yourself, really, and, you know, that mantra, I won't, you know, the, what is it, the, I refuse to let you kill what I am. It's it's such a powerful statement for a song that is just really so sad. You know, it's <clears throat> it's upbeat. It's very interesting uh, musically. It's it's I feel like it's maybe one of the first times where Hayden is really kind of getting to be able to show Hayden is their bass player, and that's kind of most of the song. The verses are all mostly very just bass and drums heavy and vocals, obviously, but instrumentally, I'm talking here. You're hearing the bass very clearly. There's actually a really cool part in the second pre-chorus that I love where Hayden is kind of the backbone here. And you can hear him playing these notes going down and down and down and slightly dipping out of key right at the very end. It's just like it's it's so it's such a good transition. I've talked about this before, but without a solid transition for the different parts of your song, your song can fall apart. Very quickly, sometimes. There are sometimes where no transitions works, you know. But in the context of a song like this, I think you need to have those transitions where it's, you know, you've got this very upbeat kind of groovy chorus and then you've got these very down in the dumps kind of verses is what I'll call them. Um, and yeah, a good transition like that really makes the chorus just come up and punch. And it's it's it works super well. It's one of my favorite parts of the song now that I'm actually actively listening for. That's another thing I love listening to is these little things that maybe you don't notice, but they give you a certain feeling even if you're not paying attention to the fact that they're there. And that's one of them. It's, you know, him going down that scale and then just dipping out of it for a second. And you're hearing this note that just doesn't feel like it should be there. It's almost like Musically, he's telling the same story that Andy is telling in his lyrics where he's saying, you know, uh, uh, you know, what am I supposed to do? You drag you're dragging me away from the promised land. You know, it's 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 you're seeing this piece that doesn't fit. And that's the focus of this song is the piece that doesn't fit. And so it's it's very fitting. It's very interesting. Other things musically that happen throughout this. I think we get our first guitar solo from uh from uh, Brandon Hoover, I think, ever. I don't remember if there... No, there's definitely been guitar solos in their songs before. But uh, with this quintet, I guess, because at this point, the band is now a four-piece when Sudden Sky came out. So Brandon's really kind of getting to shine. Hayden's getting to shine. That's something I really love here, is that all of the remaining members are getting their chance to shine so far, if you're listening for it. You know, you, there's little moments, like the verses in this song are very much Hayden. Hayden Tree is standing front and center. And then Brandon Hoover, he gets his guitar solo, you know what I mean? And it's a very interesting, very simple. This is another thing. A lot of the parts on this album are not super complex, which is, again, I've mentioned this before. 
perfectly fucking fine. I love it. This is actually how I'm trying to start writing nowadays is just taking simple parts and making them big. You know what I'm saying? And that's what they do here with this guitar solo in specific. Very simple shit, but it's very catchy. It's stuck in your head. You could, I could imagine people sitting there just listening to the song, you know, humming along with it. Do, 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 you know, just going along with it, rocking with it. And yeah, I love that. I love that they really kind of took all the blows that they took up to this point and just really gave everybody their chance to shine. I love that. I love that Andy now is the forefront of this band with, uh, I guess Hayden is doing more backup screams now, but to this point in the album, I don't really think we've heard him just by himself doing verses or screams or anything. I, I think it's just been kind of accent stuff. Um, yeah, Andy's been doing a lot of it and it's, it's, it's cool. It's, it's a nice, it's what's the word I'm looking for here. I think it points back to them having a point to prove, you know, it's, it's them very obviously deciding that they aren't going to let all these things that have happened ruin them. They aren't going to let them shut them down They're They, they've got the point to prove quite literally to themselves or to whoever, whatever, but they are doing it brilliantly. And songs like this, again, these first two songs show that very brilliantly. The chorus in this song is infectious. It's really amazing. Um, the verses are super down. They're very sing-alongy just because they're so, I don't want to say simple vocally, but they're very down there in terms of his range. They're right in the sweet spot where he's just, it's low effort almost, you know what I mean? It's just you can allow the message to be pushed through without trying to sing all these crazy notes all the time. It's just very simple, and it's a very good way to deliver such an honest and painful message for him, I would imagine. But yeah, this song for me, again, you know, it gets another solid 10 out of 10. And I want to mention that, like, and this is something else, is that music can hit you in different times, or in, in different ways in different times. For example, at first, I didn't really like this album all that much. There were parts that I liked. There were, I, I remember enjoying it more at first and then just separating myself from it completely. And then coming back to it and being like, wow, I can actually listen to this and hear what's being said now. And I think that's so important. So if maybe you're a fan of Crown the Empire who dipped after Retrograde or dipped after whatever and you were like, you wrote them off, come back and give this album another listen for real because this album is something special, man. Sudden Sky seriously is a crown jewel, no pun intended, in the discography of Crown the Empire. It's And for a reason, there's so many different things that they did on this album that just work super well. And What I Am fits super well in that. This song gets a triple gas from me. It's amazing. It was a single and one of the biggest songs off of this album for a fucking reason. I I believe very strongly that when you have such an open and honest message that just falls out so naturally, you know, and becomes something it, it, it sorry, it becomes something more than some of its parts and it really takes on a life of its own and what i am did that it blew the fuck up it's one of their biggest songs i think ever and for a good reason like i was saying this song is a triple gas i have nothing left to say this is amazing and next on the the set list here is i set list god the track list is blurry out of place now fuck man this song it's uh god this what i was saying and I can't remember if it was 2020 or if it was what I am at this point. Um, but when I was saying that basically when I was younger, I was looking for songs that made me feel heard. This is one of the songs that does that for me now. It's something that I've found joy in looking for again. And it, oh man, it's, 
Yeah, man, it's an emotional song. It's it's about the feeling, at least for me, this is what this song means. It's all of the feelings that I've described, all of the thoughts, all of the anxiety, everything, all of the questioning. It can take up so much space mentally. It really can. It can take up everything if you let it, and it will drive you crazy. And in my case, it, it drove me to wanting to try to find a fucking way out, if I'm honest. Like, it... It was so much and it was so consistent that it was hard to see anything past that. It left me feeling quite literally blurry. You know what I mean? That's how this that's that's what this song means to me. Um this song, I, I don't know if I'll have the words to kind of explain really what this song means to me. It's man, it's it's tough. It's the the way that Andy describes things is such a different approach lyrically to how I look at things personally. And I love that. It's again, it's very, it's metaphorical. It's the way I described it. it's grounded in reality, but he's still taking these broad strokes. He's still using these metaphors and in, in lyrics, like, um, you know, like every map I follow leads to the unknown. I should know, but I'm scared. I'm right. Bend and break to see through the lines, afraid to frame my life. It's, you know, it's, God, man, it's just tough, you know? It's there's there's something about this song that I physically can't let go of. It just it it makes me feel so I mean, one, happy that I'm heard and it takes me back to that feeling and it makes me so glad that at least at the moment I'm not back there in that place, in that dark place struggling to to find quite literally my place or to find my uh my footing in life or find somebody who is really there for me, whatever it is, you know, it's, I, and I love this song for making me feel those things. You know, you look at the chorus, why do I still feel so lost? Why do I still seem out of place? Everyone's out of focus, but everything blurry looks the same. Why do I still feel so lost? I feel so far away. Why do I still feel so lost? Everything blurry looks the same. It's almost like, you know, it's, it's like I was saying about so much going on in your head. There's so much there that it's almost, it's almost blurry. You know what I mean? It really leaves you in a state where like, I, I mean, physically, it's not like I'm sitting there going through vertigo or whatever and I can't fucking see, but it's, it's almost like, God, I don't know how to explain it, but if you've You've been through this. You know what I'm talking about. That feeling where everything's moving a million miles a minute and it just needs to slow down and it won't. And you're just, you're, you're lost. You don't know what to do. And it's, it's such a powerful feeling that he portrays. And not only him, the instrumentalist too. Everybody that's a part of this song portrays so fucking clearly. There's, there's lyrics in the second verse here that really, really, really just like... I guess spell it out for me, you know? Um, when I look back, I never seem to see things clearly. That line alone. I'm going to pick this apart line by line. It's, again, looking back at the person that you were, the life that you had, and you're seeing things almost with this nostalgia filter, I guess you could call it. You're looking at it as if it was or maybe that you were better than you are now. And it's... The next line, I'm dizzy, I've spun out of control. Quite literally, that feeling is dizzying. It knocks you on your ass because you're sitting there like you're caught between 
feeling like you were so much better then and wondering what the hell happened to you now why why you're this way now in my case at this point during my life the traumatic shit for the most part was over i was i was in the after i was in the 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 next you know what i mean it's it's but to to feel that way when everything's supposed to be better is fucking dizzying it's yeah it's I'll just I'll move on I, I I'm gonna keep trying to do my best to kind of and I hope I am making this feel at least that I have some sort of a grasp on what I'm trying to say here but because uh, when I look back now to the lie I keep repeating I'm so scared that I believe it I'm so scared that I believe it obviously you don't need me to run that one back for you I'm sure that you get it you know whatever lies you're telling yourself you it's you know it's the old adage the more you tell a lie the more that you start to believe it you know and it's it's a fear of wanting to be better but you're starting to believe that you're never going to be you know that that voice in your head telling you you know hey you were better before you're worse now i don't know what what you're doing what's going on with you but you're not good and you're trying to fix it but that that fucking voice in your head man is just consistently telling you that you're not enough you'll never be enough whatever it is and you become at least in my case fearful that you'll that you'll never find reprieve you'll never find the the solace that you're that you're so desperately looking for, you'll just it'll be gone forever, and uh, yeah, it's it's terrifying. It's a terrifying feeling. It's a terrifying feeling to feel. I mean, there's another cliche saying that I'm about to drop here, but to feel alone in a crowded room, you know what I mean? That you're just you're so far gone that nobody will ever be there for you again or will be able to understand you again whatever you know I may sound like a bitchy whiny teenager for saying that but those feelings are very real it's very heavy and it's very tough to 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 feel those things and I I feel for anybody that is going out there and if there is anybody listening to this that is going through a feeling like that man let me make it quite as clear as possible you are not alone and there are people out there that feel the same way you do, that know the feelings and will understand. So I think that's kind of where I want to leave at least the lyrical discussion part of this song. Just you are not alone. There are people out there for you. I promise. Moving on to the instrumentals of this song and the way that this song is structured, delivered, whatever. Um, it's again, it's another kind of, for lack of a better term here, another radio rock song. And it's it's taking a very serious message and putting it in a very digestible Format, which I really respect. I love that they found this way on this album to be very open and very honest in a way that's digestible to maybe not even just fans of Crown the Empire or fans of metalcore music, but fans of rock or fans of radio rock, whatever it is. You know what I mean? You you give more people an opportunity to hear your message, and I think that's brilliant. And they do it really well here. Like I said again with the last one, the verses are very chilled back, uh, or sorry, pulled back, very chilled out. And uh, the chorus is very heady, I guess. It's very, uh, not heady. It's very, what's the word I'm looking for here? You feel it, I guess. That's kind of what I'm trying to say here, is that you feel the power that is behind the words and the delivery in not only the lyrics or the vocals, or it's it's everything. It's the instrumentals, the bass, the drums, the guitar, the post-production, everything. It's very, you feel like you're in this dude's mind space, headspace, sorry. And it's, it's, it's lovely. It's it's an amazing song. I I can't say any more about it. There are parts in specific that I love. It's the I guess the refrain or the bridge of this song where he repeats the pre-chorus. 
the I should know, but I'm scared. I'm right. Bend and break to see through the lines. It's easier than saying goodbye. Everything stops. You hear an echo of his voice. And then it all comes hitting, and you hear these brand new harmonies that haven't been in the choruses before. It's just Andy singing some O's or woes, whatever they are. But it works so well to really make you feel like we're 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 nearing the end now. We're closing out this chapter, you know. And it's yeah, it's it's beautiful songwriting. I think uh, again, I don't believe that everything has to be super complex or super crazy or write in this crazy time signature and use all these crazy scales. It's sometimes a message is so strong that it can be delivered in the not the simplest of ways. I don't believe I'm not saying that this song is simple in a bad way, but in the most attainable way, I guess. In this song is an example of that. It's beautiful, it's gorgeous. I love this song to death. Uh, and this is kind of the a shift in the album almost. Uh, you know, these first three songs have been kind of more what's the word I'm looking for? You know, you've got 2020 where it's, you know, you're you're starting to begin that change, wishing you hadn't. What I am, you're looking at your relationships, you're questioning everything. Blurry, it's the mind space that you're in when those two emotions clash. And then next, I guess before I get there, I'll rate this. Blurry is another one, if not the biggest song on this album. And again, for great reason. This song is amazing. Um... And yeah, there there are there's another suggestion that I have here. Go listen to this song. Um, which is the suggestion. I'm making it sound like there's more than that. But this is yeah, this is one of the songs that I, if you are, you know, a dedicated listener, you listen every week except last week cuz I was too, you know, whatever. I brought it up already. I was sick. Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> but uh yeah, go listen to this song. Um and if you're a dedicated listener, uh, and this isn't something that you normally would listen to, please go give this a check. I think you'll really find something to enjoy in this song. Like I said, it's very attainable for people who maybe you're just into the kind of rock music that you'll hear on the radio. And in fact, I think this was a radio song for a while. I think this was played on the radio, if I remember correctly. I don't know. Either way, this song was one of the standouts on this album for a reason. Uh, it's got a very serious, very powerful message. It's, it's very, it's kind of an encapsulation or it's, what's the word I'm looking for here? It's a good example of what this scene can be about and it's about speaking very openly and very honestly about some of the toughest things that people can go through in your life you know and and it's presented in a way that's maybe not so abrasive or aggressive screamy whatever you want to call it um so yeah go listen to the song uh let me know what you guys think i i really do love this song this is probably one of my top three on this no it is one of my top three on this album and yeah, moving on, we're kind of switching into the more, what I would consider, this is kind of where, or no, maybe maybe this next song isn't. This next song is kind of more, not of the same, because instrumentally is very different. Whatever, we'll get into it. This next song is Red Pills. Now, everything I said uh, about Red Pills from before, uh, about this maybe being a change or maybe not, it totally is. Um, the way that I'm recording this podcast right now, uh, since I'm just by myself, I'm not taking any notes for a guest or whatever. I basically am just kind of listening to the songs again. I've been listening to it all week, but listening to it again to kind of give myself a real fresh perspective so I can sit and give you guys my most honest reactions here. Um and this one is most definitely, we're going to start with lyrics like we have been. It is a change, and it is a good change. This is this is where I've personally, you know, me taking the lyrics and applying them to my own life. Granted, that's all I fucking can do. I can't speak for, ooh, Jesus, sorry. I can't speak for anybody else here. Um, this is, for me, this is about standing up, quite literally. He says it in the lyrics very plain as day. To feel safe in the fire, you can't run from it. 
uh, I will stand up in the flames when I fall from grace. These lyrics, it's about understanding that this scary change that you've been going through was necessary and it needed to happen and it's beautiful that it's happened. So you start the song, it's also the first time really, I guess, since 2020 that we've heard heaviness, but this is a different kind of heaviness. This is more a traditional crown kind of heavy. Um, and it starts out into the void, into the void I had to sink. Every day was the same, every nightmare, every dream. So I killed the noise. I killed the noise surrounding me. I had to pull the plug to change the ending. And that right there is such a good positive change. And if you're kind of wondering like, oh, well, what could you mean? Well, I will fucking explain it to you. So in context of myself, right? It's when you realize that all of these emotions that you've had after, you know, the traumatic events, whatever they may be in your life have happened, they needed to happen. You needed to feel the blur. You needed to, you know, maybe take a look at your relationships and either solidify that they are there for a reason, whatever it is. You know what I mean? To take it and put your situation into the words that I'm speaking here. And you needed to understand that those things need to happen and that eventually you will find your comfort you will find your middle ground you will find yourself and that's where this is from what i truly believe is for me this is what helped me to rid my anxiety or to to at least manage my anxiety you can't run from it you can't you cannot hide from those feelings you have to sit and this is what i do now consciously whenever i feel myself feeling whatever it is i have to sit and i have to think granted it's annoying to be completely honest with you it's very annoying to sit down and process the feelings that you feel even the good ones and figure out why am i feeling like this you know what i mean what is it really that's getting to me here whether it be positive or negative in the case of this song we'll discuss the negative and once you embrace it there's nothing that can touch you anymore in there you know in your head you know what i'm saying like there's nothing more that can really really get you because when you have that solidity and you have that peace of mind quite literally, in your own head, then you literally, there's there's nothing that, you know, it can do to you anymore. Don't get me wrong. You're still going to have tough times and stuff's still going to be bad sometimes. But it, it's always a work in progress, I guess, is what I'll kind of end there. But you've got it. You know what I mean? You've got it by the ropes. And for me, in my case, I, uh, I feel like I finally kind of started to get a grip on accepting that, you know, some things are going to happen and you can't run from them. You have to... If you're going to run, you have to run headfirst into them. You have to deal with these problems and you have to, whether that means, whatever that means for you too. Don't let me sit here and say, you know, do this by yourself. Um, if you need to talk to somebody, therapist, a friend, whatever, do that. It's really about whatever works for you, but it's about confronting these things and accepting that they, you know, it's kind of a, it can be a bleak thing to hear in when you're going through these things, don't get me wrong. I probably would have lost my shit if somebody told me, you know, oh yeah, this will never go away. You know, you're going to be dealing with this for the rest of your life. But there's almost a peace in that because you can learn to, at least in my case, I learned to manage it. I learned to deal with it in a, in a positive way, not just live, not just existing, but living full, like living a full life in it. And that's what this song means to me it starts out with this very powerful but also kind of taking these aspects from songs like blurry and um and what i am where the the verses are chilled out a little bit but then the pre-chorus comes and it smacks you in the mouth then the chorus comes and it's this big cacophony of like i don't know like just 
almost triumph again. Like it's it's almost like you know you've found your peace within yourself because that's really what it's about. It's about making peace with yourself. At least that's how I view life. It's about making peace with everything, the good, the bad, your mistakes, your right choices, you know, whatever it is. You have to make peace with that. And this song so clearly says that to me. I could be way off, you know what I mean, if I ever fucking meet the guy. I could bring this up to him, Andy, and he'll be like, no, you are way the fuck off. But that's what the song means to me. So, um, you know, you get that big triumph in the beginning, and then the second verse is almost like, whoa, hold up. Let me kind of go back and explain to you what I've triumphed over. In this case, there are lines in here. I'll read the second verse out. Um, I blurred the lines. I blurred the lines of gravity. I was floating away while the world was passing by. Medicate to fill my soul. It's hard to stop when you're alone, but you have to feed the fever and the pain. Now, this is a tough one for me to analyze. Uh, Andy has become very... Um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Very, like I was saying, very grounded in reality in his lyrics with some metaphor sprinkled in there. So I wonder if this is quite literally him talking about maybe a drug problem that he's conquered or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Um, it's tough for me to say. Like I said, I'm not the guy. Um, I, I don't, I couldn't tell you what what he went through personally. But to me, the Medicaid to fill my soul, it's hard to stop when you're alone, or I was floating away while the world was passing by. These are things that can mean anything to anyone. It, medicating could be anything from quite literally taking drugs to just little things that you do to to process or to ignore whatever the hell you're going through, you know? And it, you hear things like, uh, you know, like I was floating away while the world was passing by. What that signifies to me is getting lost in the feelings that I've kind of described over the last few songs here. The the um the the loss or the blur, whatever you want to call it. It's getting lost in that and you, you know, you come back to your life and you realize that it's passing by you. For me, it took me a solid God man, like I mean almost if I'm honest, like if I'm truly, truly honest here, almost a solid five years to really kind of accept all of this. And it's it's tough because I know I won't get those five years back. I know I won't. That time is gone and it was, I don't want to say wasted, but it was spent worrying and it was spent, you know, picking this scab and I won't get that time back. But there's also the light of that, that I needed to grow, to go through that, to grow and change into the person that I am today and to really kind of fully appreciate and enjoy the things that I have in my life, the the relationships, the whatever it is, you know, like it's it's everything. It's to really enjoy life in some way and find these times to enjoy your life. And that's what this song means to me. Like I was saying, this uh I guess uh we'll 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 stop that there, I guess. We'll stop the lyrics there. Um with the pre core or the bridge actually. I wanted to get to this before I moved on. Um it's the ashes burn so we can see our destiny. The smoke will rise above our broken memories. The ashes burn so we can leave our past behind no longer blind. I love that. It's very powerful. It's very, to me, again, I'm going to just go through this. This is just what I'm going to be doing. So if you don't like it, I apologize. But, um, yeah, it's, it's signifying burning down your past and rising from the ash of that to something new and really embracing whatever may come. Uh, stepping away from it, 
no longer blind. That is, you know, it's taking off the nostalgia goggles and realizing that maybe it's not the way that you saw it back then. Maybe you weren't a better person. Maybe you can be better now. Maybe, you know, your situation wasn't the best, but it can be now. You know what I mean? It can be way better now. Whatever that means for you, it's it's very powerful. And I love this song for it. This song is the heaviest so far, and I'm not talking instrumentally here. I think I'm talking... Um, maybe I am talking instrumentally. <laughs> Fuck it. Instrumentally, it's the heaviest song so far, but also lyrically, it's the most powerful in a different way. You know, I'm not going to say that it's more powerful than the songs that we just went over, but it's powerful in the sense of you, you find yourself, you find your confidence, you find your self-worth, and you step up. You rise up from the ashes. You rise up to whatever occasion, whatever, anything that's coming your way. You're stepping up to it. You're no longer scared, and you're accepting life for what it is. So, yeah, that's where I'm going to end the lyric discussion. We'll get into the instrumentals here. Very interesting. Um, very, for me, I always justify, not justify, I always look at songs like this as fun because I love heavy shit. I, I, in, in context, I know this isn't the heaviest thing in the world, but this is fun heavy for me. This is like melodic and, you know, this is the first time we're really hearing Hayden Tree start to, you know, really step into the role of the second vocalist, uh, on this album really. And it's great i i've grown to as i've said during the dogma episode i love his screams and i love what he does and yeah i fucking um i think this song fuck you know honestly i don't really know if i have much more to say about it the chorus is super catchy the pre-choruses and the choruses or pre-choruses and the verses pardon me are very very powerful the bridge is probably the standout part of this song for me and it the song ends with one more pre-chorus just to really drive that home. So that's where I'm going to leave you again. I know I said we were done with the lyric talk, but it's a poignant message that I feel like I want to leave you here with, just like they do with the song. To feel safe in the fire, you can't run from it. And next, uh, or before we get to the next song, I'm going to rate it. Duh, that's, you know, you, you would think that this isn't my show at this point. I forget 90% of the shit I'm supposed to be doing. So... Yes, um, this song I would give a solid gas. It's great. It's awesome. It's catchy. It's heavy. It's emotional, like the rest of the songs have been, but in a different way. And it's it's powerful. I think that's what I'll, I'll give it a powerful gas. And we're moving on to the next song, which is misery. Now this song takes you on a fucking journey, man. This is perhaps one of the most beautiful songs that these guys have ever written. Um, there's so much, it, it almost feels like a fucking acid trip, which is, I mean, to be fair, it's the video literally quite literally looks like a fucking acid trip. But, um, this to me, again, we're going to start with the lyrics kind of represents what I was talking about, about the wasted time, the, the year spent wasted, you know, focusing on, or I guess not focusing on, but unable to focus on anything else besides all of the things that you're running from. And it's... It's powerful. So I I want to start with the beginning lyrics of this song. It's the first verse, and I think it's very it's a very powerful way to start the song because it it comes in quick. It's very chilled out, but it also is just right there. Uh, it starts all along. I was scared to breathe, so afraid that the world was gonna leave me behind. In the dark, I refused to see that I was barely alive. It's such a bitter pill to swallow, but I learned to call it reality. Oh, that was a tough say. Reality. God, I didn't want to wake up. I didn't want to wake up. I didn't want to wake up and miss the misery. Now, that in and of itself is just 
powerful it's moving and it's it's it says it so clearly at least for me and at the time obviously this song honestly was the one song on this album that really 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 made me step away from it because this song is so emotional and was saying exactly what i was neglecting to listen to again in i mean not to just reference the lyrics here but i was afraid to step away from the misery. I was afraid to step away from all of that because I didn't know what left on the other side of it. I thought, you know, if this is me just trying to make change, what comes on the other side of that? Like, I could only imagine it's fucking worse. You know, I, I know that fear well. The line, so I was, or all along I was scared to breathe, so afraid that the world was going to leave me behind. In the dark, I refused to see that I was barely alive. It's like, it's you don't want to take that second to calm and 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 calm down because you're afraid if you take that time that it's everything everyone it's it's over it's done there's nothing else that anybody can do there's or everybody i guess is going to quite literally leave you behind and it's it's scary man i i know the feeling of being just lost in such a big consistently moving world the world literally around you that's just constantly going and constantly going and you're scared that if you stop and you slow down and you give not give up but you give a second for yourself that it's you're gonna get caught and left behind like it's terrifying it's a terrifying feeling and it's even worse knowing you know what you're going through that you can't quite vocalize to the people around you it's just it's yeah man it's so scary and this song really incorporates that in so many beautiful ways. So let's let's move on to the second verse here. You know, you hit that the end of that first verse and everything. It's like the end of that first verse, the line I didn't want to wake up and miss the misery, everything stops and then just comes back and it's like it almost embodies that feeling of anxiousness of everything revolving around you while you're stuck in. I'm just going to start calling it the blur when you're stuck in the blur. And because everything is just thrown at you at once and there's so much going on. It's like if I fucking, for whatever reason, was hallucinating on something while listening to the song, I feel like I would go into an immediate fucking panic attack because it's so right in your face. But it's a it's something that I think needs to be heard, even instrumentally, because it's such an experimental and such a beautiful way of just really throwing it in your face. There's no pulled punches here. So, so with that, let's move on to the second verse. All along, I refused to believe, paranoid that my fear already left me to die. In the end, when I stopped, I could see that I was feeding the lie. Caught in between another time and place when no one cared to know my name. Feels like it's never enough. When is it ever enough? I build it up just to tear it back down again. And it's like, yeah, man, fuck. Like, when you look, at least for me, when I looked back on those five years that I had spent, I realized that I was literally just caught in this, like, this, it's almost a self-abusive cycle where I just, like, I couldn't step out of those feelings. And because I couldn't find the strength to do that within myself, I was literally just perpetuating the cycle. I was letting it continue. I was feeding the lie, so to speak. And... Yeah, man, it's, huh, yeah, it's tough. You know, they they kind of move on there. Caught in place another time and or caught in between another time and place when no one cared to know my name. It's like you're looking back and you're you know you you know the feelings where you're you're caught in that that the blur. We'll just keep calling it the blur. Caught in the blur and the the no one cared to know my name. It's like you you feel like no one around you cares enough to know what you're going through. 
because you're so you're in such a destructive self-destructive state that you start to look at everything around you and wonder why nobody's helping you you're crying out for help but you're not you know what i mean it's all internal and there's like at least for me that's how it was i was going through all of this and i couldn't i couldn't speak on it i couldn't say anything i was scared to open up really you know because of the trauma that i suffered the last time i did that it ended in such a way that it it really kind of scarred me and i couldn't i just i couldn't i couldn't fucking make myself speak on it and it it really you know it drives you crazy a little bit drives you to a place where you you feel a little bit of at least in my case anger you know you're like quite literally caught in between this place where no one you feel like no one cares to really know you or to really feel what you're going through and it's it's painful it's fucking it's a painful thing let's move on to the second or the pre-chorus here because i think it's uh well well you know what i'm gonna do the pre-chorus and the chorus because they bleed right into each other um so yeah god damn it's heavy fighting fate only to surrender only to surrender i'm the worst at letting go to the scars i love the most will they bury me bury me now Running from the worst in me left me broken, wondering, will they bury me, bury me now? And, yeah, so let's start with the pre-chorus. Fighting fate only to surrender. It's like you spend so much time, unintentionally, at least for me, fighting the change. And then you surrender. And it's so poignant that that line leads into perhaps the most beautiful part of the song. Because it is such a beautiful feeling when as I described in Red Pills, you stop running and you you finally take that second to pause and you look around you and you realize that there's beauty in it and that it's what you needed all along. You needed to surrender. And the beautiful feeling is realizing what is spoken here in the chorus, the I'm the worst at letting go to the scars I love the most. It's you, you're realizing like, oh, I was really just holding on to these things. I wasn't ready to let them go. And yeah, it's just like it's almost like you're 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 just kind of reliving these past few years on a very reduced basis and you're focusing on I guess the the core issue here. It's what I described again in um I think it was Red Pills that I described this song during that the only true way to really move forward and to accept the change and to grow is to stop running. So with that uh, let's move on to the next couple lines here in the chorus. Um, yeah, so I'm the worst at letting go to the scars I love the most. Will they bury me? Bury me now. Running from the worst in me left me broken, wondering, will they bury me? Bury me now. And it's, again, it's, it's you know, really kind of reprocessing those feelings of like wondering if, if this is going to be the end of you. If If these feelings and these these uh these thoughts and these you know whatever the fuck you want to call them are going to be what takes you out you know it's 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 tough you know running from the worst in me left me broken wondering will they bury me bury me now he puts it there in clear black and white print you know what i mean it's very running from the worst in me left me broken wondering will they bury me it's like it's it's finally that's why this i think that's part of what this chorus uh, or pardon me, why this chorus musically is sounding so beautiful. It's really processing that and describing the feelings finally. You know what I mean? You're finally able to get them out, you know? 
it's explaining why you felt the way you did for so long. And yeah, it's yeah, man, this chorus sticks with you. I think this song sticks with you. It's it's one that never gets old. It never gets boring. But uh, unfortunately, I feel like I'm going to have some sort of a lack on what I uh, on the words I feel like I can use to describe this song in particular but I will say this song while it is one of their bigger songs I don't feel like it gets nearly enough discussion as it deserves this song is just fucking amazing man let's let's move on to the second verse again it repeats um it repeats kind of the vibe of the first verse but kind of just repeating the latter half of the verse the it's such a bitter pill to swallow but I learned to call it reality I didn't want to wake up I didn't want to wake up. I didn't want to wake up. And it repeats it one more time. And at the end of that, I didn't want to wake up and miss the misery. And there's a lot of cool vocal things going on here. I feel like it's a little impossible to discuss the lyrics and some of the vocal decisions on the production side of things separately here. Throughout this entire section, his voice is coming in and out of these different modulation styles. And it's some parts are very clear. Some parts are very clouded, almost representing the, the blur, let's call it again in your head you know what I mean where it's like some of these thoughts are coming from a different part of you it's almost like they aren't you you know and the way that this verse ends they take the very you know the same way that they did it in the first verse the I didn't want to wake up and miss the misery but the voice is just so eerie it's glitching in and out and then bam it comes right back in and it comes into what I think is one of the most powerful points of the song Hayden um, it's a breakdown almost I guess you could consider it uh, and he's screaming. He's using, you know, his unclean vocals, whatever the fuck you want to call them. The The lyrics here, though, are what I think is the most powerful point. I hold the key to escaping my reality. I hold the key to creating my identity. And it's that realization right there, everyone, that really sprung me from the funk, the, the ether, the blur. And it was that, yeah, just... Quite literally, as it says, you are the one that can change your reality for better or worse. You are the person who can create your identity. Nobody else around you can. It's you. You're the person that can do this. And that is a powerful feeling. It's powerful to really accept and acknowledge the fact that, you know, like nobody else can do it for you. It's 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 you. You hold that power within yourself. It gave me my self-worth to accept and realize that the only person that can do this is me. That's powerful. It's powerful to know that you can change the entire trajectory of your life for better or for worse. It's 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 a very crazy thought, but it's it's a very powerful one and I think a very necessary one especially to people going through the 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 feelings like this, you know, the feeling lost the the feeling like you don't know who you are that you can't find yourself anymore you can you are the only person in fact that can that's powerful especially for somebody that's been searching for that for so long this was exactly what i needed to hear and i refused quite frankly it pisses me off a little bit with myself that like this was exactly what i needed to hear but i refused to hear the message i refused to hear it so yeah man but uh it bleeds back into the a different a slightly different version of the pre-chorus just some different notes sung here and the chorus comes in a little bit later this the fighting fate only to surrender only to surrender that last note just punches up just enough instruments don't come back in and he starts the chorus and bam everything just falls right back in the pocket it's 
it's it's it's amazing. They take every aspect of the song and really shove it into the last little bit here, and it works so beautifully. But I've gone through the chorus. I've gone through everything. I don't want to spoil too much about this song because it is such... I mean, to be fair, I'm saying that at the end of my explanation of it. But I don't want to go into a separate instrumental aspect of this. I want you to go really listen and experience this song for the first time. What I will leave you with here, though, is... The last few lyrics here. He repeats the phrase, will they bury me, bury me now. He repeats that twice, and then the last lyrics you hear are, they won't bury me now. And that's so powerful. Like, it's, it really is. Like, you, you accept that message that you're getting, that you hold the key. You are the one who can incite change within yourself. And you're not allowing these scars, this trauma, these horrible things to bury you, to take you down. You are standing up for yourself. You are being your own advocate and you are refusing to allow yourself to go down. And I think that's beautiful and it's a beautiful way to end this song and it really, for me, marks the the real tonal shift in this here album. I I can't give this song a proper rating I think it's it's still only it's about a four minute song so nothing too crazy but in four minutes it takes you on this wild journey and at the end of it I mean back in the day if I'm honest with you when I heard this song and I got to the end of it I felt empty I felt hollow now I feel powerful almost I feel empowered I feel heard I feel almost like you can take on the world, you know what I mean? Just that last line, they won't bury me. They won't bury me now. It's so powerful. So I I don't even want to bother trying to rate this song. Go listen to it. Go make your own opinions for yourselves. This song, I love it to death. And next, we have Under the Skin. Now, this song is an interesting change of pace from Misery. I mean, it's... uh, it's almost like you're, this is the sh- another shift within the album where I feel like you're starting to, instead of spending so much time taking a look at yourself and taking a look at what's going on in your life, when you open your eyes up like that, you start looking around and you see the people around you, maybe going through the same things that you're going through or maybe going through other things. And I think the, 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 the few lyrics that start this song in the first verse really kind of explain that well. So I'll go through those. Uh, what do you mean our guarded hearts are broken? What do you need? A better way to waste your time? So out of sync, we smile like nothing's broken. We're acting out the feelings that we've left behind. And there's a lot there. Um, in the beginning, what do you mean our guarded hearts are broken? It's almost like, you know, uh, again, kind of really realizing why you feel a certain way or why things are going a certain way within your minds, uh, within your mind, your heart, whatever, you know. Um it's, it's almost tough to accept that, like, in some situations that maybe you were doing all of these things or you were guarding yourself so heavily because you were broken down so so thoroughly. You know, the what do you mean our guarded hearts are broken? Like, it's 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 a question. It's 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 yeah, man. And then you go to the next lyric. What do you need a better way to waste your time? Again, it's like, you know, you. You've been running so long. You've been finding distractions and everything. That's another part of this that I haven't brought up yet, I guess, thankfully, because this song, I think, is the perfect place to do that. You find your distractions, whatever they are, chemical, physical, you know what I mean? You you find a way to distract yourself instead of really, I guess, not running and accepting it. You know, a better way to waste your time. 
I mean, it's it's very like I said, his lyrics on this album, Andy's Andy Leo, um, his lyrics are very grounded in reality here and sprinkled in with metal meta. Oh my god, Jesus, I can't talk. Sprinkled in metaphors, um, and this is a good one. I think this is very grounded in reality. What do you need? A better way to waste your time. It's almost he's talking to himself here. Maybe still, you know, um. And yeah, it's like it's 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 all part of the accepting process, I guess. But it's like it's tough to really they're called, you know, coping mechanisms for a reason. But I mean, those things can turn those things can turn on you. You know what I mean? When you when they when when you're not processing why you need the coping mechanism in the first place, when you're not processing what led you to the feeling in the first place. It's yeah, it's just it's yeah, it's heavy, man. It's so let's let's move to the next one here. So out of sync, we smile like nothing's broken. Again, you know, putting on that false face and refusing to acknowledge it, refusing to talk about it, whatever it is. If you, you know, it's the fake it till you make it mentality. If you, if you sit and you pretend like nothing's wrong and you smile through it all, maybe one day you'll really feel like nothing's wrong. And then we're acting out the feelings that we left behind. Again, I've mentioned this in the podcast before, hurt people hurt people you you become the person that hurt you or you become the hurt that you're feeling and you inflict that on other people and it's uh yeah it's it's powerful man we'll go on to the pre-chorus here i've seen it all before but i've never had to crawl to fight a war it's like you've you've gone through the trauma but you've never been beaten down and had to find your way out from down there you know it's tough it's it's I really, again, I've said this a lot, but I can't properly explain it. For those of you that know the feeling, you know it well. It's tough to fight when you feel like you're beaten into a fucking corner or you're beaten to the ground and you're like, like, where do I, what am I supposed to do from down here? What am I, you know, how can I fix these things from quite literally the lowest point that I've ever fucking been? What's the point? How can I do this? And... Yeah, I, I guess this whole song to me, Under the Skin, feels like a metaphor, not a metaphor, but looking back at, maybe it is. I, I started out by saying that this song is could be looking around you. Maybe it could be. Maybe you're spending that time looking in too, you know? Maybe that's kind of where this is going. Maybe it's both. Who fucking knows? Maybe it's Maybelline. Um, But yeah, it, the the chorus is just repeated I don't want to wake up with you now. No, I don't want to wake up with you now. And it's it could be a number of things. To me, what it means is that you don't want to wake up to that feeling again. You don't want to wake up to that reality that you've crafted yourself. You want to, you want to move forward. So with that, we'll move on to the second verse. What do you see? A safer place to harbor. What do you need? A host that we, uh, sorry, a host that you can hide behind. A web of lies we spin until we're broken, but every time I see you feels like the first time. Now, to me, again, this means, lyrically, it's the lies you tell yourself. You know what I mean? When you're in those places, it's like, well, if I only had this, or if if I had that, or whatever it is. It's just a, it's a bunch of lies. You're looking for some sort of outside influence to really kind of hone it in for you, and uh, to fix it for you, when, as we discussed during Misery... The only way that you can do that is internally. It's yourself. You are the one that has to fix these problems. It's, a, as he says, a web of lies we spin until we're broken. But every time I see you feels like the first time. This is the one that puzzles me. It could mean a number of things. Um, I think to me what it means is 
every time you're confronted with that feeling, it's just as powerful as the first time. You know what I mean? It's it, and I mean, yeah, it's just like. God, I wish I had better words to describe the feelings here. I hope I'm doing a good job at that because it's while I try to be more open and honest with my feelings these days, sometimes I find that I lack the words to do so. But, you know, the the feeling of waking up, you know, sleep can be whatever it is. If you're, uh, you know, if you don't have any sort of insomnia, whatever it is, it can be almost a release or reprieve. One of the coping mechanisms, maybe, you know, you, you go to sleep. There's nothing going on. But then you wake up and you're just you're you're like, fuck, you know, here I am again. And here are these same feelings again. Lovely. Can't wait to go through another day of this. You know what I mean? It's it's a very hopeless feeling that uh, I think he delivers very uh, or pardon me. He uh, he mirrors perfectly in his delivery because it's it almost feels hopeless, you know, uh, and it's yeah, man. So. With that, the chorus repeats again, and then it goes into this very powerful bridge once again. Um, they're really good at doing that, I must say. The, these bridges just are gut punches, man. And lyrically, let's get into it. I keep running away from myself. I keep telling myself that I'll change. And that just repeats. And I guess it's it's the feeling when you kind of first start to really understand what's going on here you know what I mean what's causing these feelings what's causing these emotions you really start to realize you know I I what am I doing you know I'm I'm just running and I keep telling myself that I'll fix it later I'll change I'll, I'll change I promise you know it's not even that you're telling it to somebody else you're quite literally it's almost sadder you know what I mean when a person won't change for whoever their family their friends you know it's it's already depressing enough for those people but like when you're telling that lie to yourself and you realize that it's a lie it's so like just defeating it it's it's it almost makes it worse it almost makes the feeling worse the the blur it almost makes it feel just i mean just unmeasurably worse <laughs> you know i keep saying worse but it really is it's just it's worse man and yeah it's just like I don't know how to explain it, but this song, while it didn't grab me as much as some of the other songs, I think the message behind it is just as powerful and just as worthy to be here as the rest of it. You know, it's it's purposefully, I think, very different than what we've heard so far. And I think that's good. You know, it's representing change in that way. Very beautifully. Um, parts that really stand out for me in this are the bridge and the delivery and the verses his delivery just feels so defeated um i love the way that the pre-chorus change or the 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 verse to the pre-chorus the way that everything comes back in right there on the lines um i've seen it all before but i've never had to crawl to fight a war it's just like it's yeah it's it's very interesting go give this one a listen uh again let me know what you think um and yeah, I, I think that's just about all I have to say on this song in particular. I'll give it a, uh, I'll give it just a hit, a flat hit. It's not a bad song by any means. This one just, while the lyrics are very impactful, it just is, it doesn't hit as, some, as hard as some of the other ones do for me personally. But yeah, so yeah, hit. And next, we have Sequence. Now this song, like in the Red Pills vein, is very powerful. Again, in a very heavy sort of way. Um, I'm talking instrumentally and vocally here. But this is another change within the album. It's 
it's almost like a rebellion has started within yourself, you know? Um, and that's, again, as I keep saying, reflected in the lyrics, so let's start there. You burn down what you don't love, you destroy what you're made of, you defy what you locked out, terrified of what you'll find out. Reject yourself and obey, deny your freedom, suppress your thoughts and decay, disrupt the sequence. So let's start with the verse there. You burn down what you don't love, you destroy what you're made of, right? When that's the trauma, okay? That's that's everything. You know, it's it's all gone. It's burnt down, it's destroyed. You defy what you locked out, terrified of what you'll find out. It's taking a look at yourself and realizing that maybe, you know, maybe it's what sparked the change in the first place. It's it's the the realization that maybe you're not the person that you thought you were. In my case, maybe you're not the good person that you thought that you were. And that's that's heavy. That's a heavy thought to have, you know. Um but it's it's necessary, as I've said. It's necessary if you... I truly do believe that change in any facet is, um, is necessary. I think it's, it's the only way to continue living. I think that refusing change is quite literally just death in, in a way. And to, as the pre-course says here, reject yourself... To deny yourself change is to reject yourself. And yeah, it's uh, it's something that I think I struggled with for those five years up until recently. And it's something that... How do I explain this? It's something that is... It's hard to accept within yourself. It's hard to accept that you're running from something. It's hard to accept that maybe you're rejecting yourself the change that you need to survive the change that you need to grow and as is reflected in the delivery and the tone of this song it can make you angry and I think you should I think you should get angry and you should stand up and you should do something better for yourself for everybody the people around you whatever it may be you know be a better version of yourself and yeah so let's move down here I'll start where I just left off reject yourself and obey deny your freedom Right again, you're denying yourself the growth, you're denying yourself the change, you're denying your spiritual freedom. Suppress your thoughts and decay, disrupt the sequence. I think that that right there is the change. Suppress your thoughts and decay, suppress the voices in your head, let them die off, disrupt the sequence. The sequence being what you have found yourself in this constant cycle that we discussed of just perpetual self torment, self abuse, and disrupt it move on disrupt the sequence the chorus kicks in here it's hard to save yourself a revelation no one cares to find it's hard to save yourself so much easier to kill i don't feel like i have to go into it but i'm going to anyway because that's my job here it's hard to save yourself uh, a revelation no one cares to find because quite frankly especially when you're already going through the things that you may be going through it's hard to accept the fact that you're the only person that can do it. You're the only person that can save yourself from whatever the hell is going on in you know your day-to-day, your life, your head, whatever. And it's easier to just, I mean, not necessarily kill yourself, but just to kill off any hope of trying to save yourself. It, it, it would be easier to just allow yourself to remain within the sequence instead of disrupting it. 
So we move on here to another spoken word piece that's interlaced with the instrumentals and I guess just kind of callbacks to the beginning of the song. So it starts with Andy saying, because without the shadow, there can't be the substance. In the background, you hear you destroy what you're made of. Or pardon me, I'm skipping way the fuck far ahead. So in the whole scheme of life, there has to be the shadow. You burn down what you don't love. Because without the shadow, there can't be the substance. You destroy what you're made of. The shadow is what sparked this whole thing in the first place. At least it is to me. It is the the thought that changed your whole life. It is the event, the cycle, whatever, that changed everything to where this whole album sparked from. There has to be that to incite change. There has to. It's unfortunate. I, I To be f- fucking completely honest, it's not something I wish on anybody because I know it's painful, but sometimes the most beautiful things in life come right on the other side of the worst things. It's a cliche, sue me, but... The shadow has to be there, as he says, without because without the shadow, there can't be the substance. The substance is what you find afterwards, the change, the growth, the appreciation, the love for life, everything. That's the substance. It goes, it goes hand in hand. You can't have the light without the dark. It's an adage that's repeated ad nauseum, but it's true. You know, these are cliches for a reason. You can't have the light without the dark. You can't grow without destroying first. It's, I don't, you know, it's human nature. I don't know why we do it. I don't know what causes us to do it, but it's what happens. And you can't, you can't do, you you can't live without it, unfortunately. I know it would be much easier just to be able to, believe me, I spent five years with this shit, like really with it. And I mean, that's a long time. I, I don't want to ever have to go through that again, but I know that it could, it could come. But I know the solution. You can't run. You can't hide. You have to disrupt the sequence, so to speak. So we go back into that pre-chorus. And it's super catchy. Reject yourself and obey. Deny your freedom. Suppress your thoughts and decay. Disrupt the sequence. And then it changes a little bit, becoming all that you hide. So it's all the answers to the questions that you hide away. You have to become those things in order to incite the growth. It repeats the chorus again, and then it goes into this bridge that uh, is very powerful in its message. Uh, I might not even try to sit and try to explain it out. I'm just going to leave that for you guys to interpret the way that you want to. You censor your reality. You dance for your demons. You cling to your morality, but not for free. Powerful shit, man. It's... I. Fuck it, I'm gonna. <laughs> you sue me. This is what I love to do. You censor your reality. You, you know, whether it's intentional or not, you're only viewing life in this one way. The uh, the bitter pill to swallow that was learned, uh, that you learned to call reality, as said in Misery. You censor it. You only allow yourself to see one thing. You dance for your demons. You allow them to take control. You do as they ask. You don't stand up. You don't defend yourself. You just allow it to happen. You cling to your morality, but not for free. It's very interesting. That one, I don't really have a... Mm, You cling to your morality, but not for free. That one I'll leave alone. (laughs) That one I'll leave alone. And then it repeats the pre-chorus one more time to end the song. So I'll leave it there with lyrics. Reject yourself and obey. 
deny your freedom, suppress your thoughts and decay, disrupt the sequence. Now, instrumentally, this song is just as powerful as the lyrics are. It's very aggressive and it's very, it really does almost like feel like a rebellion is starting. You know, you've got those kind of tribal-esque drums going. You've got the super heavy guitar parts. It's it's a very aggressive in-your-face song that uh, manages to be catchy and powerful and dark and heavy all at once. They all do a wonderful job in this band. Uh, when this album was out, I believe that it was just, yeah, it was uh, Andy, Hayden, Brandon, and Brent, their, uh, their original drummer. And yeah, this, uh, it's just, they're all going super hard. It's almost like a new life has been breathed into the band this close to the end. And it's, yeah, it's amazing. I absolutely love this song. Um, I'm going to have to give it probably, let's say a double gas. Yeah. Double gas. Um, incredible, rebellious. There's such a spirit to this song that I think you need to experience it for yourself. So go give this one a listen to. Yeah, and we're nearing the end here. We got two songs left. So without further ado, let's move on to the second to last track. This one is called March of the Ignorant. Now, this song is kind of touching on something that I have hardly touched on on this. And it's well, not hardly. I've touched on it a little bit. It's it's that one life isn't equal to another or, you know, one something that has worked for you will not could not work for somebody else you know it's about finding your own way now let's start with the lyrics here this is a song that doesn't get enough attention by the way so i want to say that right out the gate this is the most different song on this album but it is probably one of my favorites it's been one of my favorites since the first time that i heard this album it's one of the ones that i feel like i could actually listen to but the lyrics describe finding yourself they in, in whatever way you see fit you know, as long as you're not hurting people, there's nothing. You know what? I think I just figured out that line from Sequence. You cling to your morality, but not for free. That's kind of the tone of this song. You cling to your ideals, whatever the hell it is, and refuse any sort of open mind or change that you could find within that. I think that's what that means. And that, that line describes this entire song. It's about finding your way. So let's get into the lyrics here. You could pray for 40 days to save your soul, and you could move a world away and live alone. Lives are redefined, one clue to another. Eyes shut, open wide if I discover one. You could fly through time and space in your hotel, or you could live your parents' life and lose yourself. Repeats that again. And I'll stop there for now. It repeats the lives are redefined, one clue to another, eyes shut, open wide if I discover one. So let's just unpack that little bit here. You could pray for 40 days to save your soul, and you could move a world away and live alone. It's really just honing in on that message that there's no blueprint to life. It's really about what you find within yourself that works. That's what's important. It's about finding what works for you. Whether that's religion, whether that's moving from your hometown, whether that's taking a bunch of psychedelic drugs, or whether that's living the life that your parents lived or that your parents want you to live. You could do all of these things. You could take the safe route. You could take the hard route. You could take the quote-unquote easy route. It's really about whatever works for you. That's what this entire song is about. And it's a beautiful message. It, it really just hones in on the fact that Whatever, you, you don't have to follow a blueprint. You don't have to follow what you hear from whatever it is, your pastor, your wife, your mom, your dad, your loved ones, whatever. 
it's about you. It's your life. Live it how you see fit and find your solace with it. Because at the end, when it's all over, you're by yourself. You, you go through your death by yourself. Nobody else can experience that. It's your life. Live it how you fucking want to live it. So let's move on to the next verse here. Or I guess this is actually the... Um, where, 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 where is it? There it is. Okay. This is the chorus. Ignorance is marching by the sides of what we say when everybody's fighting in their own crusade. Nobody's got time to question God and fear and faith. Everybody's dying while we're fighting our crusade. Now that, this is where the grounded in reality kind of dissipates and it's all metaphor in the chorus here. Everybody fighting in their own crusade describes that everybody has their own battle. They have their own struggles and that nobody's got you know, the, quite literally, nobody's got time to question God, to question the life that was laid out for them, whether that's religion, you know, or a God or or your parents, your loved ones, whatever you think you're supposed to do when you're fighting. There's there's no real time. It feels like to sit down and find your own way. And I think that last line is very powerful. Everybody's dying while we're fighting our crusade. It really hits home at the core. It like issue that sparked this album I think and it's that while you're fighting so hard to just make it through your day by day the people around you are dying you know every day somebody's like I don't know what the statistic is about how many people die in a single day but you never know dude like that really could be you it could be your last day on earth how do you want to spend that how do you want to spend your life because your time could get punched sooner than you fucking know it. You know what I mean? Everybody's dying while we're fighting our crusade. They're going out. They're done. And you're, you know, at least I'm, I'm mostly talking to myself here. But you're, you're sitting around and you're wallowing and you're doing this, you're doing that, whatever it is that's counterproductive. Like you, I'm, how do I say this? I understand and I relate to these, as I've described, these feelings that people have. And I understand and I relate to this one, that feeling where you've crossed the other side and you realize that you have to be the person, you are the only person who can make the decision to change and to make the decision to grow and make the decision to live the life that you want to live. And when you really process that for the first time, it's so powerful. It really is. It changed my fucking life, man. Because that's part of what, you know, death is part of what shook me out of this. You know, I've, I've, there's a lot of people that I've known that have just, they're gone forever. You know what I mean? Whether it's, you know, somebody I, you know, knew growing up or somebody that I met very recently. You know, there was a, there's this person that, um, I'll, I'll leave their name anonymous, but they, uh, they worked with me. I work at a Taco Bell, you know, not anything super glamorous, but they were one of the best people that I've ever met. Um, and they were the type of person that no matter what they were going through, they were always there for you. And I know everybody knows somebody like that. And, you know, I built such a strong, granted, it's not like I ever really saw them out of work, but you build such a close bond with somebody like that, man. That's always, that really proves that they're just always there for you. And this person was going through their own things and their own strife. And what really got to me was the fact that 
quite literally the like within a day of them figuring out their problem or fixing their problems they died and they were gone and that was it and it was just so powerfully sad to me and just cosmically unjust that somebody who spent their life helping everybody else the moment that they get their stuff figured out they're gone it really sparked what ended up for me helping me to move forward and to let things go because you never know you never know when your last day could be so with that we'll move into the second verse you could fear what you're too scared to understand or you could open up your mind and breathe it in and then it repeats lives are redefined one clue to another eyes shut open wide if i discover one now you're you could fear what you're too scared to understand or you could open up your mind and breathe it in this again is discussing making these choices in your life living your life how you want to you could you could fall back into the trait that so many do where if you don't understand something you become fearful or even hateful of these things whatever it is you know or you could grow you could change you could open up your mind and you could breathe it in and you could just accept and love and move forward with that and the chorus repeats one last time that's actually i'm not even going to go into sonically what the song sounds like it's very interesting it's very experimental and i i want to leave that for you guys to go and listen to so i'm just going to end this song with the chorus one last time ignorance is marching by the sides of what we say when everybody's fighting in their own crusade Nobody's got time to question God and fear and faith. Everybody's dying while we're fighting our crusade. I'm not going to rate it either. Um, this is a song that I feel like a lot of people just kind of breezed right past, but it is by far one of my favorite tracks from this band. Super simple, very different, but it, it stands true as one of my absolute favorites. And it is a perfect lead into the final song on this album. And that is the title track, Sudden Sky. Now, this song is all about being a human being. It's rejecting the everything, whatever it is, the the people in your life, the, the, the lies that you're fed, everything from whoever, whether that's a religion, um, you know, uh, the, the fucking whatever, the news, social media, whatever. It's about rejecting all of that and just accepting being a human being. And... This song is the title track for a reason. It is the most powerful song on this album to me. This song starts with, are we human? Are we programmed beyond our control? You want to find out? Pay attention. The battery's low. Are you ready? And it just jumps right in. And yeah, this song just doesn't let you go, man. It... God, I, I, I'm really going to lack the words, I feel like, maybe, to explain this. It's, it's within our nature to be curious and to change and to grow, as I've said during this podcast. And, you know, somewhere along the line, I feel like we all lose that. We all lose the ability for a little while, sometimes our entire lives, to grow and to change and to, you know, find out anything about ourselves about the world around us whatever we 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 get set in our ways and we just move on with it 
And this song is about rejecting that. So let's let's move into the second verse here. Are we human? A copy of skin and bone. You want to find out, then rip your heart out to see if it glows. With these first two sets of lyrics here, it's uh it's like it's it's questioning like are we all supposed to just fall in line? Are we all supposed to live this one specific way before we're put in the ground? Uh, you know, and it can feel like that sometimes, I'm sure. It can feel like maybe there's this set design. Are we just a copy, a carbon copy made of the next person and we're all supposed to live the same way? Are we, you know, are we just a robot basically? You know, it's like are we are we programmed beyond our control? Are we a copy of skin and bone? You want to find out? Rip your heart out to see if it glows. It's not. It's made of flesh and blood, and we we hold the power within ourselves to experience this life however we see fit. So let's move into the chorus. We're here for a moment, then buried below, afraid to be human, scared that we'll get too close, so we shut down the airwaves. Yeah, we shut down the airwaves, wipe the code. So let's start at the beginning. We're here for a moment, then buried below. Again, it really strikes at the core of what I feel sparked this entire album is coming to terms with your own mortality. You're here for a moment, then buried below. You look at the very first song on this album, X, and it ends with Andy saying specifically, talking about this specifically, he says, I'm here right now. And so are you. I might be gone tomorrow, and so may you. This is Sudden Sky. And when we get to Sudden Sky, we all of a sudden are confronting that fully, I guess, like free, open, with an open mind. We're here for a moment, then buried below. Explaining what we just went through. Afraid to be human, scared that we'll get too close. Afraid to open yourself up, afraid to be who you want to be, scared that, you know, something bad will come of it, whatever that may be, you know, uh, somebody betraying your trusts, whatever it is, whatever it is. So we shut down the airwaves, we refuse it, we, we lock it down and we do not allow ourselves to be human. We do not allow ourselves, we fight our nature, essentially, and it's... You know, the, the, the end of the chorus here, wipe the code. It's like it's, it's, it's a very aggressive delivery there by Hayden. And it's saying, quite literally, like, fuck all that. We're going to do what we want to do. So wipe the code. Be who you want to be. And then it starts with the next one. Uh, so I guess, actually, I'll, I'll take that back a sec. With the wipe the code to end that section of this discussion, you know, it can be, again, we've discussed it ad nauseum over this, what, hour and 46 minutes so far podcast, I think. Yeah. And it's it's just about starting fresh, you know, moving forward with whatever freedom you may have now and starting over and accepting the growth and the change. So let's move into the second verse here. It's a very quick one. It's not even, I wouldn't even call it a second verse. It's just a new pre-chorus that leads right into the chorus again. Erase all the memories and lose your soul. And with that lyric, it's again a little bit of a tougher one for me to try to sit down and decipher. Um, I could just be overthinking it. But to me, I guess what I would consider that is that you're supposed to, you know, it's it's somebody telling you to erase everything that you, you know, erase curiosity, erase this, erase that, and lose who you are. And just accept that for what it is. 
and it repeats the chorus again. I'll go through it. We're here for a moment. I guess I'm going to go over this again, yeah, because it, it, it's a very powerful chorus, not even just lyrically, but the way it's delivered and instrumentally. It's just, it's it's an insane chorus. And it's a, and it, oh God. We're here for a moment, then buried below. Afraid to be human, scared that we'll get too close, so we shut down the airwaves. I've already explained it. I'm not going to go through that part of this again. But then we come to this bridge. And for all of the very powerful, very uh, memorable bridges on this album, this one takes the cake. So, float away, open wide, unafraid with open eyes. Float away, come alive, on our way to sudden sky. Now, it's, it's about embracing, right? It's about embracing the change, and it's about embracing the the new life that you have set out for yourself float away open wide the weightless or the weight that you've had on your shoulders let it go float away open wide unafraid with open eyes no longer scared you know what i mean you're ready for it on our way or float away come alive on our way to sudden sky sudden sky i believe is the event you know what i mean it's it's accepting the death it's it's the sudden sky is the uh, what's that fucking Attack Attack album called? Someday Came Suddenly, right? It's like that. Like, you think of death as someday far away. But it can come like that. Sudden Sky is the the event. It's, it's, it's that you could die at any moment. And, yeah, it's just about accepting it. And, yeah. So, I'm going to move into this breakdown-y kind of bridge part. It is perhaps my favorite piece of music section of music on this album it's time to expose what was hidden underneath the surface my existence was part of the delusion yeah part of the delusion and then it goes into i'm here for a moment and the like let's start at the beginning here it's time to expose what was hidden it's time to let it go right it's time to accept the the what you what you need to do and and that is to, uh, I guess, believe in yourself. It is time to accept the fact that you are the only person that can fix your life. You are the only person that can change your life, really. You really are. My existence was part of the delusion. The delusion being another name for the blur, right? My existence was part of, up to this point, my existence was just this sort of me being a shell of a human being, me only experiencing this horrific low that I've been in. And then the way that this last section is delivered is, again, man, it's, I keep saying powerful, 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 but this is just, you you really feel it here in the delivery, in Andy saying, I'm here for a moment it's like, it's, you're really just like, that's what it was for him. It's him realizing that I may be here today and I may not be tomorrow. I'm here for a moment. It's just, it's, it's such a powerful feeling and I absolutely am in love with it. And then it hits the chorus one more time. I'm here for a moment, then buried below. And then it changes. I want to be human decoding the world I've known. Now I run through the airwaves. The juxtaposition there between afraid to be human, scared that we'll get too close. Now I, uh, 
So we shut down the airwaves to I want to be human, decoding the world I know. Now I run through the airwaves. It's it's again, it's the it's the open arms, unafraid of what's going to come. You're moving forward in your life, accepting things as they as they come to you and and hopefully, you know, growing and changing until the day that you drop, until the day that this is it and it's your last day on earth. This song is the perfect way to end this album. It's getting me a little emotional. It's, God, man, I just don't know how to explain it. It's, it is the, perhaps one of the best endings to an album I have ever experienced. And I'm so fortunate to have come around to this album to be able to experience it. You know, a lot of people may just listen to this album and pass it by and think, ah, you know, it's an album, you know, there's, there's, there's music on it, you know. This album struck me in such a way that I think will be with me for the rest of my life. A lot of music does that, but this one I think is a little more powerful. It's It touches on with each of these songs everything that I was dealing with and struggling with and that I didn't want to accept. And now being able to listen to this and look back and really accept that, you know what, I am here right now. I don't know when my last day will be, and I can do nothing to change that. So I might as well live the life that I want to now. I uh, This is another song instrumentally that I do actually want to go through. The, the entire set of lyrics here, it's very obviously, you know, opening up and accepting being a human being. And I feel it. In every single note played by these instrumentalists, Hayden, Brandon, Brent, and I feel it in the way that Andy and Hayden are both delivering it vocally too. It's very, very. I gotta think, gotta think of a synonym for powerful, but I'm not, I'm not gonna try to do that right now. So I'll say it again. It is fucking powerful, 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 powerful. The way that this song starts and just doesn't let you go until the end and the ending of the song like it oh my god man it's just it's interesting to me how even without words something can be so powerful i have a feeling just listening to an instrumental version of this track would still feel just as fucking powerful man it's yeah man this is in a handful of songs that i think i will take with me to the grave and i i really just like yeah i'm i I am still as blown away to this day as I, uh, or sorry, I am still just as blown away to this day by this song as I was when I first really, when I heard it and it first clicked for me. This is a song that doesn't get boring. It doesn't get outplayed for me. I've been listening to this song for years now and I still have the same amount of love for it that I had from the first time it clicked. This is, if there's one really like if there's one thing that I leave you guys with here I want it to be the message that this song gives to this entire album it's that you know this is your life and there's nothing wrong with being a human being there's nothing wrong with being curious there's nothing wrong with finding your own way there's nothing wrong with any of that be yourself, be a, be a fucking human being and, you know, accept things as they come with as much 
grace as you can. But if you fall too, that's part of being human. And yeah, I, I think that's uh, that's where I want to leave this. So yeah, this is, uh, to quote Mr. Andy Lee here, I guess I'll rate it first before I do that. Andy Leo, pardon me. Um, but I, I, this song is off the scale for me. This song is everything that I love about this band and this new era of them. This, this, I, I think I called it like a hippie rebellion or something like that, but it just, it feels like a modern day, like freedom fighter. You know what I'm saying? Like it just, it's God. And I absolutely love them for it. So, uh, yeah, uh, man, this was, was honestly longer than I thought it was going to take. I, you guys will probably hear about just under two hours. I think I've been sitting here for about three recording this episode. Now you'll hear it today. I'm, I'm recording it Wednesday, August 9th, and it'll be up tonight. Um, but yeah, man, uh, this album, uh, has forever, I think changed me for the better. Um, and I am very grateful to, the band for writing this album and I'm very grateful that I was able to come back and really accept this album and embrace it with open arms so yeah this has been Sudden Sky and uh, I'll throw in the the little sound bite here and then we'll get back to the outro here that's all we can afford and yeah that's uh, that is the show thank you guys so much for uh, listening to this episode I had a lot of fun with it and uh, yeah I, uh, I'm glad to be back doing this after a much needed week off um and yeah, I, uh, I hope to be back next week with, uh, I actually don't know. I'll leave that up to fate or whatever the fuck. <laughs> it might be an episode with my buddy Carson or maybe it'll be another solo podcast, you know. I'm excited to get to the rest of the albums in this series. But uh, I do got to say, as much as I used to love those old albums, and I still do, don't get me wrong. I don't know if they're going to be able to beat out Dogma and uh, Sudden Sky for me in you know, their, um, their discography. These albums are just something so special, man. So... Yeah, with uh with that, I guess I will just leave you guys until next week. I hope you guys have a killer week. Thank you so much for listening and uh, uh bye-bye. <laughs>